You really don't like politicians, do you? I like two or three. But I'm not really sure about one of them. <laughs> I don't think the system works. How would you have it work? We need a system where the politicians sit down and discuss the problem. Agree what's in the best interest of all the people, and then do it. That's exactly what we do. The, the trouble is that people don't always agree. Well, then they should be made to. By whom? Who's going to make them? I don't know. Someone. You? Of course not me. But someone. Someone wise. Sounds an awful lot like a dictatorship to me. Well, if it works. Ooh, look what you made me view. Look what you made me view. Look what you just made me view. Look what you just made me view. Look what you made me view. Look what you made me view. Look what you just made me view. Look what you just made me view. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Look What You Made Me View. This is the podcast where we watched a film with many a clone, and I had to do a lot of research on my phone. I'm Kaylee. And I am Ryan. (laughs) Wow. I've been dying a little bit each day since you came back into my life. Oh, boy. That's right. We watched episode two, Attack of the Clones. This is episode two official of Star Wars. The Star Wars. Yeah. Um, The second one, even though everybody saw it sixth. Like sixth. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I cannot believe you've never seen this movie this is madness to me i can believe it uh, really not only because i've lived my own life but oh ah yeah that makes sense it's just the first one left such a bad taste in my mouth i couldn't even bother (laughs) with any others and i remember seeing parts of this one and the third one here and there Mm -hmm. and just feeling relief that i had not wasted my time Uh, to sit in a theater for these things. Well, I am so happy to have wasted your time in our home theater (laughs) watching this movie for our podcast. Um, I'm going to start with the back of the box, and I'm just going to warn you ahead of time, it's pretty boring because it's really just celebrating DVDs. Brace yourself. The Star Wars saga continues on DVD with episode two, Attack of the Clones. Anakin Skywalker has grown into an accomplished Jedi apprentice, and he faces his most difficult challenge yet, as he must choose between his Jedi duty and forbidden love. Relive the adventure the way it was meant to be seen in spectacular digital clarity, blah, 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 nothing important, just a bunch of stuff about DVDs. (laughs) So um, I I I won't bore you with the rest of the details. Ryan, for our audiences, how would you summarize this film? Well, first, I have to take uh, umbrage with that summary <laughs> because it missed the opportunity to say his Dooku instead of his duty. <laughs> it also has the title of the film in the summary as if you could not turn the box over and read the title. You might not have time. Um, maybe not. You maybe you're just flipping through your movies and you're like, gotta pick one now. Gotta do it. <laughs> I would tell somebody that would be interested in making this movie or watching this movie, hey, 
don't worry about it. You're going to be too busy looking at their fucking haircuts to worry about anything that happens in this movie. <laughs> Just look up the haircuts. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hair gets pretty crazy in this one. I'm all for it, but I'm hearing in your voice that you are not. No. That's okay. So I am not a Disney adult. Um, and I am not that big into Star Wars. Um, so this whole episode comes with a major asterisk. I don't know that much about Star Wars. You said major ass, and I got really interested. <laughs> I tried to like hold it out, but then I was worried about hissing in the mic. I am like you, not huge into the Star Wars universe. I grew up with the original stuff, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, got really into it as a child, but I couldn't say that I'm a massive fan. I do happen to know a lot. You made that comment, too, that I know, you know, a lot of the terminology and the things right. that happen, uh, history of things uh, for somebody that doesn't watch them. And it's nerdy. It is. I, you know, frequent those circles. So I pick up on, you know, some of this stuff just in passing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I mean, for a while there, I really liked Star Wars. And I, I was yeah. excited for these new ones when they okay. first came out. Yeah. I saw the first one. Uh, I remember Gabe and I went with his dad, and his dad hated it. We thought it was really <laughs> cool. We saw it again because his dad shitted all over it. And uh, th- yeah. We, his dad was we understood. right. We yeah. understood at that point. And it was mostly the Jar Jar thing that like really oh my God. ruined it all for me. And everybody at the time was arguing like, oh, this is just like Ewoks. Like everybody um, who was an adult watching um, episode, hold on, let me do the math. Six, seven, eight. Is it episode eight? What the fuck? Uh, The third movie in the original trilogy. Um, Everybody is seven. Yeah, you're talking about Empire. Yes. Wait, no, no, no. It'd be the one with the Ewoks. Sorry, Jesus. It's four, five, and six. So uh, the one with the Ewoks would be Empire, right? Or is that Return of the Jedi? That's Return of the Jedi. This is how much we know, audience. Everybody hates us right now. Um, Okay, so no, 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 no. Everybody was talking about how uh, the Ewoks were stupid, but all the kids love the Ewoks. The big argument when these movies were coming out was that Jar Jar is like the Ewoks. Like the little kids love them. Are Ewoks somehow some sort of racist? parallel no some sort of stereotypical uh, uh yeah jar jar is just appalling and, i don't and know clownish. who who is in agreement it's one thing to come up with the idea but to have many people support this idea is uh, is just crazy right we thought he was stupid when we were kids you know he's he's yeah. silly but that can only go but so far. You already have all of these other very silly characters in this. You've got C-3PO. You've got R2-D2 doing whatever he does. Like, the droids add enough humor for me. I don't need a giant walking sea creature. Um, that was a pretty um, cool reminder how much of these movies are kind of... I don't know. It, they try to interlace everything, right? So there's comedic moments, there's mm-hmm. serious moments. I mean, and and a lot of it falls flat and doesn't work. Yeah. But generally, when they're being silly, it's it's cool. Yes. It's welcome as well because it's. So I always think that as sometimes. like the prequels are like a kid's introduction. Uh, George Lucas is clearly trying to get a younger audience into Star Wars. Yeah, I, th- I think he's trying to recreate what happened a generation before. Yeah. Uh, like I was saying, 
the reason why I wanted to show you this movie was one, I was very surprised you hadn't seen it. And then two, I loved this movie as a kid. Like I just, I lost my shit over it. Um, all my friends were really hyped up about it. My siblings and I were really hyped about it. Um, this was the movie and, and I didn't get the opportunity to watch like Harry Potter or um, Lord of the Rings even at this point. But this? But I was totally allowed to watch this. Huh. And I was I was way on board for it. Wow. It's flashy. It's violent. It's occasionally funny. It's kind of sexy. Oof. I guess. Well, now I watch it and I it's I think like, it is. <laughs> now yes. I watch it and it is cringe. You cannot city. deny that this there's oh. a little sexiness going on here. Um, I, I'm not sure if I'm okay, if I'm allowed to say that though. Uh, why 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 would you not well, be allowed to say that? Well, how old is Natalie Portman in this movie? She is over 18. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know how old she is in reality, but I think the character that she's playing is like my age. She's like 26, 27. Okay. Cuz against him, he's like he seems like a little boy all the time. Yes. He is so immature. The physical gap between him and Okay, so let's just from the beginning here, I yeah. didn't realize, because I haven't seen the first one in a long, long time, mm -hmm. so I didn't really know where we left off. I had a very, very vague idea. I didn't realize when we first see Anakin in this movie that this is the first time we're seeing him this age, even. Oh, wow. Yes. Because yeah. I'm so comfortable seeing him in trailers and, and whatnot, in the clips that I've seen. So, you know, it to me, it, didn't, it really didn't um, become clear that... Oh boy, they're just jumping into him older instantly. It was kind of difficult to tell who he was at first the first time I watched it because we didn't have IMDb back in 2002. Um it, it Had probably you seen existed, the first but one Of course, I Close to seeing this though? Like Yeah. To okay. Uh definitely, but it isn't but Yeah, it's not like he's got a name tag or anything. No, and it's not like we know, ah uh, yes, he's um the apprentice uh because he has this haircut. You know, we, we don't know any of that shit yet. Um, and how unfortunate it is that we know it now. This haircut. Oh my God, fucking hair. Hair so is so So since we're talking bad. about seeing Anakin for the first time. Yes. Anakin has no hair. He has a very short haircut. Yeah. Except for two places on his head. Yes. And it makes no sense. I can't make sense of it. No, it seems um, counterintuitive to being like a, totally a ninja. Pointless. Totally um, pointless. Somebody can just like pull on that braid, right? Uh, the Yeah, the the long thin one mm -hmm. that he has down the side of his head. Like if that gets ripped out of your head, like fight over, Probably man. wouldn't you're, even feel it. Yeah. You're, well, no. It's I that mean, little, I mean, it's That it's much nothing. hair? It's it's like more than a few strands. In the heat of the moment, I doubt he would feel it. Later, yeah, he'd be like, oh, shit, I'm losing that uh, or I'm missing that part. Okay, up for debate. Um, but the back of his head, I don't understand why. He barely has enough hair to tie back, and that's all he has. It's it's the that's worst version of a rat tail, which was a popular hairstyle when this Is he wearing a wig? Because kids. Natalie Portman is 100% wearing the worst wig at the beginning of this movie. Oh, wig after wig. Man, they come in strong it's with the hair. pad-esque or like uh, the soft part of Velcro, I said. Mm -hmm. uh, it and it's sucks. in a cone like on top of her head. And, and we could just talk about hair this entire time. We're not going to do that, but I'm glad we're getting it out of the way. Because I mean, I'm very tempted to, yeah. It's, it's pervasive. Until you get to Mace Windu, uh, Sam, Sam Uelo Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson, Jay Leno Jackson. Uh, 
He is bald, so yeah, it's like yes. a reprieve from nonsense. <laughs> we needed a break. Yeah, it's like, he didn't bother to put a wig. That would be fun, though, if he had like a brown comb over kind of look. <laughs> I think they should have tried something new, but um, um, I, I think respect they should have just, just given him a wig. Like, um, they should have done up his hair like how it was in. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the movie. It's so popular. It's got Bruce Willis in it, and I hate it. Um, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Thank you. They okay. should have done his hair like that. Like sideburns a fro, like and a all. Little tight fro. Yeah. Okay. I was mainly thinking of the sideburns, though. I really oh, wanted a Jedi fun. to have sideburns. That would be interesting. For sure. Um, coming on strong with the hair. We can't talk about it forever. Um, no. I I really want to talk about this. The instant creepiness of the relationship. Um, Anakin has been dreaming of this woman for 10 years now. It's also odd because we all know too much. Yeah. And and he says too much. Uh, he's talking to his, his master, which I just I cringe at the phrase. He's talking to his teacher um, about how he's having all these sexy feelings towards the senator. And he doesn't know what to do about that. Right. And the master's just like, yo, block it out. <laughs> like, good solution. This works block for everybody. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of Book of Mormon. Turn it off like a light switch. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that shit. Like, no wonder he's a giant rage monster all the time. You think that's why? I do. I think I- it's combination mommy is- issues and repressed feelings. I think 99% of man man's problems are repressed emotions well wasn't this kid a slave uh yes okay yeah i, I, mean, I think so let's look at it that way uh young anakin and his mother are enslaved by Watto. Mm-hmm. what a concept and he is broken away from all that because he becomes a Jedi. Like, you know, he's got the force. Well, he's purchased. He's like one in a fight. We should not walk through the first one again. But uh, yeah, just that, that simple fact. Who buys him? Um, Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon Jinn purchases a little boy. Yeah. He like wins him in a bet. There we go. Yes. And, Turns him into a Jedi, basically. Yeah, he goes yeah. from like one master to the next. And that's why I really don't like using the term master when I refer to uh, Ewan McGregor. It, it upsets yeah. me yeah. a lot. Um, but their relationship, I, I've always felt is more like a bossy older brother and like a really annoying little brother. For real. I mean, especially with the dynamic, uh, it being uh, Qui-Gon that, uh, frees him and mm-hmm. gets him into this. Uh, he is introduced in more of a familial sense where Qui-Gon's the father and yeah, uh, he'd be the big brother, Obi-Wan. Yeah, exactly. Big bro, um, big bro, Obi-Wan? Big bro, Obi-Wan. Bro, Obi-Wan, Kenobi. I think it's like a 10-year age difference between Anakin and Obi-Wan and it's only a five-year age difference between Padme and and Anakin. And that She's older than him, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That fact was shocking to me cuz he acts like a big fat baby and she's like running a fucking country all the time. Yes. It's a weird dynamic. I'm not sure why she's into him. Um I think he's doing force moves that we don't see on camera. Ooh, I like this theory. Like he's yeah. um 
gaslighting and or manipulating. That's the ultimate gaslighting. The force is basically <laughs> unrecognizable gaslighting. It's control. It, it is manipulation and control. Yeah. Um, he is so connected with her that he has like Jedi x-ray vision um, and can sense what's going on while she's sleeping in a well, different they're, room. They're there to protect her. Yes. That's why they're back together meeting up again um somebody's so trying to kill the senator yeah i dude it's going to be hard to get into what this is about really um because if i remember the first one correctly the these movies are very bogged down in like politics oh my There's god a good yeah 40 minutes of just the political um behind the scenes kind of stuff and Mm-hmm. War. I mean, literal war uh, and str- strategy. You know, mm-hmm. the, in in real time. And if you're into war movies, mm-hmm. I think you're inclined to like stuff like this because it's a fantastical version of that. Yes. If you're not into war movies, I can see how you'd like this because of how it looks. But if you are not into war movies and you're not into overlooking. <laughs> the visuals wow overlooking the visuals overlooking the visuals that's good uh for the sake of this terrible <laughs> this uh wartime-esque uh back and forth yeah i mean it is tedious sometimes what they're trying to do here the politics made absolutely no sense to me when i was a kid and i remember just like dozing off through yeah. those bits. Um, I am here for the monsters, the ships, the fighting scenes. That's that's what I'm into. Um, and I'm here for funny robots. We have funny robots. Um, R2-D2 in here yeah. immediately. And that just, that makes me very happy. Um, yeah, that somebody's trying to kill the senator. And this is where we get that really cool chase scene at the beginning. Well, the robot comes in and is going to assassinate her through the window, basically, right? No, it puts the creepy, crunchy bugs. Oh, the, the fucking little millipede thing. Yes, they're not little. They are giant. Yeah, I shouldn't say little. I have like a bizarre theory on this. They like stop and kind of hide yeah. when R2 is doing his little the scan thing. Gross. I think they're actually like creepy robot things. You think? Okay. Yeah, because so, they're smart enough to sense like when they're- I feel like they'd have to be. Right, to be in that thing the way they They're are. They're little poison robots. But they look too much like a really nasty centipede type thing. And uh, the homie jumps straight out the fucking window. Yeah. It, it's kind of amazing. He doesn't hesitate. No. We're talking about Obi-Wan. Just runs straight for this flying thing. And this is a ridiculously high building. I don't even know how to describe how Here's- tall... These buildings are. He's a Jedi, whatever. It's cool. Here's my problem. My problem is that he is on team. No, we're not going to investigate who's trying to kill the senator. We're just going to watch out for her. But, Kaylee, but he's the one who jumps through the window. It's a direct attempt on her life. So he's trying to figure mm. out who that is now. I mean, because they're right there. I would think that he would stay with the senator and make sure that um, nothing else he happens. jumps out the window. Yeah. Creates a perfect hole. Yeah. Because he dives. Basically. <laughs> it's um, very like Scooby-Doo-esque. Like his body is left in the window. And he grabs this thing mm-hmm. and is flying around. It's pretty cool. I love it. Reminded okay. me of Samurai Jack. Here, 
this is what I'm here for, okay? The ships in this movie are so fucking cool. And my little sister um, was really big into Legos. And she had, I am relatively sure, every single ship that is in this movie in Lego form. Okay. Um, the little yellow speeder is so fucking cool, man. I, I thought those were awesome, yeah. The whole entire, like, planet city... I don't know what Planet to, City. Yeah, Planet City. I don't know I, what it's called. And I think called, that's that's the only negative thing I have to say about uh, that scene is it's it gets kind of generic. As amazing and grandiose the as the idea is, yeah, it's not executed that well. The chase is very long, and I think they're trying so hard to establish that this is the same little boy that you saw in episode one. The pod racing. Right? Yes, the yeah. pod racing. He says that's why the the car that he picks looks the way it does. I think. Yes. Yeah. And he does the thing where he's like, "I think that's like mm -hmm. the little kid's. I don't know catchphrase. What a what a catchphrase yeah. to have. Yeah. Um. But I, I really enjoy the part where they go into the bar. Everything looks really cool. It's definitely um, like a futuristic, scary aesthetic. Um, it, it fascinated me as a kid because, of course, it's a bar. That's adult space. I shouldn't be watching a movie with a bar in it, right? Um, but it, it, it turns into like a noir almost. They're looking for this girl who's an assassin. I, I, I love it. Like, I... I love this part of the movie. And then it just kind of goes downhill from here. We get bogged down by like political bullshit. Um, uh, there's like an exchange of power. Um, people uh, vacate and go into hiding. And when I was a little kid, I had no concept of like why any of this was happening. I was just happy to see other planets. <laughs> other planets. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just having, like, we get to see all these cool worlds in this movie. And I haven't seen episode three in its entirety, but I feel like out of all of the Star Wars movies, we get the most planet hopping in this episode. Some nerd out there is, like, calling, screaming at his phone, saying that that's not true. Uh, I guess to date, yeah, or, you know, but... I feel like some of the newer ones do a bunch of planet hopping. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care enough to actually do the research on that point. But This is all over the place. And it's overwhelming at times. I mean, even the narrative, uh, the whole thing that's going on here, mm -hmm. it, it creeps up on the characters even. I mean, Obi-Wan goes to this planet. And why does he go there? Oh, because they, they get this uh, piece that's fired at them. They get, uh, okay, a bullet kills um, the person that they're chasing and the, the, the um, assassin in right. the beginning of the movie. Yeah. The bullet is apparently from like some bizarre planet. It's some specific type of bullet. And here's what I don't understand. Why is it a guy running a bar who knows exactly what type of bullet this is? He was a cool dude, though. It was, no, that was, it wasn't even a bar. It was a diner. Yeah, okay, Just some, yeah. some, like, really chill dude that has a diner. And, and they go way back, though. Apparently, apparently. knows a yeah. lot about bullets. Like, uh, just yeah. give, is, me, give me more character development in the actual movie. I don't care about the extended universe. I'm not going to read the extended universe. I care about this and how bad the script is. It does seem arrogant the way this is presented. 
uh, it's assuming you are so into this stuff that you are just just waiting for every little bit of new Star Wars. It doesn't matter how cheesy or obscure any of this is. Yeah. He's taking advantage of the fandom. Uh, it's the opposite of auteurs that really try to drive themselves. This man is milking, mm-hmm. blue milking blue his milking. IP. And he, uh, it, you know, he wants to create the this kind of negative space so people can wonder and hope for more. You know what I mean? So by keeping things ambiguous and, and uh, I guess hyper specific in in some ways too. Mm-hmm. He's world building and he's telling you, hey, there's more here. I'm not going to tell you, but there's more here. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, you're frustrated over that. So, yes, it, it seems like poor script writing to but me. But that was how the first ones were, were too. Hmm. Well, they I don't I, I don't like it and I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said so that. many things that are that didn't really make sense to the average viewer because we don't know this world. Mm-mm. Okay, but somehow through weird connections, we discover that this bullet comes from one specific planet. So Obi-Wan needs to go to this planet. He goes and he finds out a bunch of other mumbo jumbo that y- you really don't know unless you know the extended universe. Again. Yeah. Um, somebody created a bunch of clones for the... Uh, the Jedis. They say one of the Jedi Council who is dead mm-hmm. requested an army mm-hmm. of clones be made of uh, Jango Fett. Who the fuck be paying for this? It, is it the Plopples? Because I mean, the Plopples do not know that this exists. So if this is all meant to be uh, like some grand political web, mm-hmm. this is really bizarre. It's crazy. This is... A, th- imagine... Imagine uh-huh. uh, Joe Biden, <laughs> or no, no, no Kam- uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris uh, goes to, um, let's say Portugal. Okay, and she finds out that we have a bunch of weapons that were being developed there, and she had no idea. They're just letting her know that, you know, uh, the prior administration had requested this. And it was like the governor of Rhode Island who requested them. Somebody from prior administration was there, commissioned all this. And, oh, wow, now you have this thing that nobody knew about. Y'all never requested and there were no no notes. How nice. (laughs) Um, The one benefit I will give to... What would you... I mean, Hmm. that doesn't happen. No, but um, while doing a lot of research on my phone um, before recording this episode, I learned that the guy who requested all these clones to be made was gifted with foresight. So he Uh saw that they were going to need them at some point. But then why did he not tell somebody? So it did happen because by the end of this film, I wasn't sure... No, nobody seemed to know that this they even say he died before it could have happened right so did it did he really request these i don't know i don't know that's one for the listeners if we have some really really um star wars crazy people out there yeah. um force nerds force nerds let me know I, okay i wonder what 
it's the most interesting part, I think. Okay, the most interesting part really is the fact that like Django Fett is here. This is like the movie that, not for long, but this is the movie (laughs) that he stars in and it's fucking cool. Like I remember feeling like very excited when we see his back on the big city planet at the beginning of the movie. And then the fact that we have like a full on fight between Obi-Wan and Jango Fett in the middle of the rain, like it's, it's magic. But my understanding is that this is the first movie he's in. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it's the only movie he's in. Yeah. Even though. Even though. All these motherfucking clones are him. Yes. So he's technically in all the movies. Yeah, but it's weird. I, I'm i just surprised mm-hmm. because I didn't watch these. I was really hyped up. Like, I was super hyped up on Star <laughs> Wars before these came out. Yeah. It just deflated me and uh, soured the taste for Star Wars, right? Mm. So I didn't watch these and... Part of me is celebrating some of the moves here, and then some of the moves are like, really? I think they- And that's, that's, Django is there for fucking half the movie? I'm gonna argue that Django is one of the things they got right. They put him in the movies, which is You're which telling is me he cool. couldn't have died in the third one. He could have, but it makes more sense, because I highly doubt they were gonna get the actor who plays Boba Fett to be in the third movie. Um It makes more, and again, I haven't watched the third movie in forever. I don't know if he's actually in there or not. I'm assuming not. Um, It makes more sense for us to, for this movie to be the movie where we finally understand who Boba Fett is. We get the backstory. We understand that Jedi's killed his dad. He's got a whole vendetta against them now. That makes more sense to me. They could have, I mean, you could have extended this they could have stretched it out a lot i've got a it, lot of qualms it's a with what significant they could have done fucking character mm-hmm. now these are long movies so yes. i'm talking about extending and they really don't need to do that all they need to do is shorten these fight sequences mm-hmm. <laughs> um let's see <laughs> the chase sequence at the beginning could have been way shorter fights and yeah chases any sort of chase and fight. There's so many of them and they're all so long. But I think about like how the Avenger movies are set up. They are so fight heavy. Clearly not an action guy here. Right. I, I mean, I am, right. but I'm not. I, I can appreciate it to a certain extent. Like there are a lot of people that like the fast mu- movies because they're just over the top and outrageous. But to me, it's exhausting. The fast movies, want, as in any movie that's fast, as yeah. in like Rush Hour three, or like well, the any, fast. Any and the movie furious. whose frame rate is above the typical twenty. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, so, so you know, Peter um, Jackson films. And Peter, yeah, Peter Jackson films. Um, any like sped up action sequences and <laughs> silent movies, you're just not for. Oh, uh, time lapse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no. got it. Um, if you have, a, if your movie is time lapse, get out of here. Here's the thing, though the alternative, <laughs> the alternative to fight and chase scenes are like love sequences on basically Italy. Yeah. And I that was, that was gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Like I, I, I really want to go and visit these places. That dress she has in that one scene Where is fucking cool. Where it's like cool. all tie dye. Yeah, it's yeah. like a soft pinkish orange. Yeah, it's like uh, fading into different colors. Yeah. God, I really want that was, dress. Yeah. I have always wanted that dress. Very beautiful moments, but also kind of disappointing with the CG as well. A little bit. We have like it's inconsistent cows that look really terrible. There's, yeah giant cow things that Anakin ends up riding on um, are terrifying. 
They are yeah. very scary. Yeah. Um, and it, it really takes me out of the romance that is uh, clearly happening between these two characters. Um, we get the sand bit, which is a huge meme. And I'm assuming you know quite well. I'm getting Not really. Shake. I mean, kind of, but it is really dumb. It is. Uh, I get it, though. He's trying to say, like, I come from a planet that is entirely sand. Don't fucking talk to me about sand. It's just all so bland. It really is. And he's like, he he does the James Franco look. Um, where he's he is a creepazoid like, this entire fucking creepy. movie. Yeah. Nothing about him is attractive or sexy. No. And I'm not saying that he's about like the actor. The whole time. I'm saying that about this character. I think Hayden Christensen is a lovely human. Sure. And I like the movie he does about pizza with uh, Emma Thompson. Not Thompson. About pizza. Uh, Emma. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. You know which one? It's made Roberts. by the yeah. Emma Roberts. Thank you. I yeah. like that movie. Um, I do not like him in this movie. Mm. He is very creepy. He does like the low brow stare. Yeah. He's like He's not likable either. No, he fucking commits genocide on an entire community. And I he get freaks, it and I well, don't. his mom dies and I okay. We we've had the debate about killing forty people. We did, yeah. Who would you kill forty people for? Clearly he would kill forty people mm-hmm. uh, for his mother. Yeah. And he specifies. Yeah. He comes out to uh, Padme and tells her, it wasn't just men. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you phrase it the way he does this? It wasn't just men. It It was was the women. And the children. (laughs) Okay. You're a monster. And then they get married. Like, what? What? What is leaps and bounds, everybody? Like, oh, my God. Why would you marry this person? There's nothing redeeming about him. No. I don't know what she see don't know what she see in him. Um I really I'm, don't know what she's seeing in him. I'm thinking of the bit in Tropic Thunder where Robert Downey Jr. is like, don't go full stupid, and I'm not gonna say the actual phrase because oh. I won't. Um they took Anakin and made him full crazy anger. Like he's he's angry. He's too far into the rage category. Yeah, he's a rage monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He kills a whole bunch of people. They bury his mother. And really, this part of the movie is just like the coming home story slash foreshadowing. We get to see like uh, Luke's aunt and uncle where he's going to be living later. That was a pretty big connection. Um, Seeing this movie as a kid, um, I was very excited about that. It kind of explores the idea of who is this kind of thing for? What is a prequel? Who is it for? Mm-hmm. Why would you do this? Um, I guess they did this with Godfather. Yeah. That's one of the early movies where, um, or early series that, that happens and it's effective. Yes. But now I... we're getting it with stuff like Game of Thrones. And I can only assume it's because of what star wars has taught us all people will like dig into nostalgia real deep and they will go and watch fucking anything if it will continue a story that they love i think the prequel conceptually should be more of a filling in the blanks of curiosity like how did this happen how did this come about 
Um, I feel like these movies do that, but they also kind of lazily do that. They will just yes. connect things just because they have to. Yeah. You know, and I don't appreciate that at all. It, it, it makes it um, paint by numbers. It's not as creative. Whereas, uh, what is it? Rogue One mm-hmm. falls into, like, you're not really, it doesn't feel like it's the movie before uh, New Hope. No. Until it does. And then it's like, whoa. Yes. This thing is becoming, it's morphing into something that we're familiar with. But before it was, we had no concept that any of this shit happened. And even like the mayor. Um, we mm-hmm. do. I think we have every idea that they fucked around and had dates and stuff. Did we have any idea how weird it was? No. No. We didn't know that uh, Darth Vader was a total creepazoid uh incel like <laughs> who the fuck knew? he's he's full-on for dictatorship and, and we don't want that either i think even as a a fan or a non-fan i don't think it matters i i don't think this is good i don't think that this is what anybody wanted from darth vader growing up like nobody yeah nobody wanted this nobody wanted darth vader so, to talk about sand they're just doing something yeah they don't really put much care into developing the person the character that becomes darth vader no and they make the character that becomes darth vader so one note he's either obsessively in love very witty and and sarcastic or like full fucking rage dude she thinks he's joking sometimes and he is not he is not at all and i can't help but wonder if this is like oh ha ha ha, you're joking right like wishful thinking or like this is an abusive relationship in you know forming right like we're this is the beginnings of an abusive relationship i think yeah yeah um so they get a distress signal from um obi-wan who has been captured on um a big red planet and i'm disappointed for a couple of reasons um the giant planet that obi-wan is captured on when he flies up it looks like saturn it's got a giant ring to Mm. it where the fuck is the ring when he's on the planet like i want to see that i'm I'm sure it looks cool as hell i agree like put the ring on the planet again just lazy Mm -hmm. you know i like it put a ring on it they there are new ships and new characters new aliens all the time Mm -hmm. they put way too much effort into diversifying things like that instead of expanding on the cool concepts that they already have i think that generally i mean that just sums up this movie yeah is they could have given so much care in specific in uh the specificity of the things that do work Mm -hmm. instead of trying to make this world bigger and bigger and bigger we already know star wars is outrageously large yeah and i I think george lucas is fucking up left and right this is uh the era like when he wants to remake the originals and you know change stuff and and these don't hold up for shit if he wanted to make something better you know as far as what he did in the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. i understand that that is a completely different technology cg versus what they were doing yes he has cg now and is inconsistent with it so i think that was yeah like where he fails here is he's shoehorning too much of this stuff who works the most the robots uh, yes they're not even cg yes <laughs> It's insane. Yeah. Um, Although, 
Yeah, I, they do some pretty good jobs with certain aliens. The long neck aliens, I thought, while I, they're not that pleasant to look at, I thought they did a great job with those characters. Yeah, they, they're like a fully fledged idea. Yeah. Um, whereas I don't have the feeling that the guy who's working in the diner possibly owns the diner is a fully fledged idea. I think he's a stereotype. Yeah. And that, there seems to be a lot of that. In that's this where movie. they're trying to take this like human, a stereotype of a human character, mm-hmm. per, you know, personality and make an alien out of it. And it's fun when it's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's Toe just, and Earl. Uh, I don't know what that is, <laughs> okay. but it, it's derivative when it's this, <laughs> this, this is not fun for anybody at all um we see a ton of robots um being made in a factory um anakin and padme show up and chaos ensues we get this like terrifying nightmare sequence where they're in a robot making factory and almost die and there's this moment where um, Anakin's arm gets stuck in like a clamp or, or some part of the machine or something. And we know that he is missing an arm. We know this from. Yeah, that's another one of those things. The, yeah. Where it, it's uh, the creators fucking with the audience. A little bit. And what they already know. Yeah. And then he doesn't end up losing his arm there. He loses it later. Yeah. Um. He really is just fucking with us. And and I'm a little upset watching this now about that. They get captured. Can you imagine a movie where a character is meant to lose a limb like that? And they do that. They do a tease. And then they actually do it. Later? It would be like, um, and I cannot think of her name right now, but the surfer who lost an arm um, uh, while surfing and um, she was bitten by a shark. Yeah. It would be like if they did that. In the movie? Yeah. In like, her biopic? It's fucked up. Like a week before it happens, she's surfing and a shark jumps up and bites the tip of her surfboard off where her arm is, mm-hmm. but she swings her arm away from it. And then it happens for real. Like, they just don't do that. No part of these movies are based in reality. And I hope no, that but I made it, that point. <laughs> it, it, I'm, I'm just illuminating like how he's playing with the audience and how yes. that's not necessary in a movie it's a little rude it is yeah um but then we get the best you don't play with your audience you betray your audience yes yeah don't don't do that either it no no mean, that's the only way to create to sequels your audience. and things like that is mm. to totally fuck with the audience's expectations and exceed them hopefully well it doesn't matter hmm you're you, <laughs> Audiences don't should not want the same thing they've already had. No, definitely if not. If you do, that's fine. But that's really not the point of something new. No. To create something that is not the thing you've already made, why else would you make something new? If, if you just wanted the same thing again, just keep watching that. But the hope is that it, it's on par with the thing that you made previously at minimum. Well, you're never going to please everybody. So on par no, is No, but there's a difference between like um, an actually good sequel or prequel and The Hobbit, right? There, There's a difference there. Hold on. I like The Hobbit. I know you do. It's so CG heavy and that is a massive disappointment to me. They're all CG heavy. I mean, like there's most more, of the movies are CG. There's more practical effects, actual sets. In um, what? 
in, in the original in in the trilogy. Really? Yes. They're like shooting in New Zealand, not on a green screen. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Like it's it just ugh, I don't like the Hobbits. I mean, you can't go to Mordor. I like the Hobbits. I don't like the Hobbit movie. Wow. Um. I mean, I'll I'll agree. Can we that get, the can, Lord of the Rings were better? Can we but, get to my favorite part of the movie, please? Sure. Are we here? Well, are, no. Are, are we? Yes. Um, Fucking monster fight. Okay. Oh my god, I am so hyped. People, I love monsters. I fucking, I, I love, I fucks with monsters. And I was so excited about this part as a kid. Are we doing your favorite, the highlight of the movie? No, 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 no. Because this is not my highlight. But Let's you said be your clear. favorite part of the movie. This, this is my favorite section of the movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's not my highlight. We're not there yet. Uh, that's what calm I'm down. Um, you calm down. We got three monsters and they are all equally terrifying. But let me just say the... um leopard rat creature is like some next level shit it's leopard got like, rat creature it's got like crazy teeth eyes like a spider yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. okay you're talking about in the coliseum uh, yes. i was lost for a second they get captured and then yeah they're tied up they let out these monsters one is like a little cat thing yeah with a spider face yes it makes cat noises That's and then there's like a giant prey mantis prey mantis yeah uh, and a rhinoceros. That thing. was really shitty looking. It was. The praying mantis was the worst. And, and, th- and that's what I'm saying about inconsistency here. You have, I have no complaints about that spider monster thing. Mm-hmm. It looked awesome. We, yeah, it's like we've stepped into a George Romero universe and I'm here for it. Yeah, and then it's li- it's literally in the same scene as this praying mantis that does not look as good. No. Just doesn't work in the lighting or whatever. No. And there's some weird angle stuff that they do. I don't know, man. It doesn't age well, and I'm sure it drives George Lucas bonkers. <laughs> I bet he wants to go in and fix it. I bet he does, Um yeah. Add uh, an alien playing saxophone in the background. Um. That was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say uh, he'd add Chewbacca uh, or Jabba the Hutt somewhere. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Necessary, of course. Fan service. Fan service. Fuck. Ugh. So much. Darth Sidious. <laughs> he added Darth Sidious. Yeah, he did. Darth Nathaniel Sidious. <laughs> <laughs> and then Insidious. Dark Tyrannus. Is this a James Cameron uh, collaboration? I mean, uh, both of these idiots uh, just don't think hard enough about naming stuff. No, on Obtanium. Yeah. Fuck In, off. <laughs> uh, not Insidious, but Sidious. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's so lazy. It's so is Darth Vader. It literally means it literally means Dark Dad. Oh, that's cool though. No. Darth Vader. Dark Dad. Dark Dad. Dark Dad. I actually like that. No. No. <laughs> Vader is I didn't know it meant Dark Dad. It's literally German for father. What's happening here? Okay. Okay, because I love that. And <laughs> I'm sitting here complaining no. about the very thing that uh, I'm enjoying, but I only enjoy it because it's part of the series that I grew up with. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part. And maybe this is why I'm not into Star Wars like other generations. I grew up with this shit. And this shit is not as good. Well, I think George Lucas would argue that it's the same thing. 
George Lucas. He's making it for that generation versus. Has ruined everything for all of us. (laughs) But he created this whole. The whole thing is based on these first three. Yeah. And I think most people just have nostalgia for these things. And that's why uh, they're so popular still. Mm -hmm. Because they're not that good. We do get some fan service here um, that I'm happy about. We get a giant fight with Yoda. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. And that's cool. Yoda in general is pretty fucking sick in this movie. I do think that um, in the script, he seems to talk a little more like a normal person. Mm. But then we get to the end of the movie and the fight scene and you made the very funny comment that Yoda should not be in charge of um, Battle commands. commands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he, it's a very confusing way to speak to somebody. <laughs> He's just My like barking gift. orders in reverse. <laughs> um, yeah. We get a really, really cool scene, a uh, fight sequence between him and Count Dooku. And I remember being way hype about this. Like, finally, we get to see him fight. Kate comes off. Yeah. And he's like a little crazy chihuahua. He's like all over the place. Dooku challenges him like uh, uh, something about fuck the force. What Mm -hmm. we really need to do is fight with lightsabers. And I would imagine (laughs) he did shit his pants the second he started fighting him because Yoda's just all over the place. Yeah. But um, it brings me to how lame Dooku is. He's not intimidating. He's Uh, he's a shitty villain in the first mm-hmm. one we have uh what's what's the homie with the dual saber's name darth maul 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 looks crazy maul is crazy maul looks like a dude that you know you don't want to fight dooku yeah. looks like a dude that yeah i'm just gonna go sweep the leg or something um r.i.p christopher lee though like full respect to him as an actor yeah props to christopher lee what a but fucking talent what what are you doing yeah he's not scary intimidating cool nothing I, and Star Wars villains need to be cool. And now that I'm watching it, having um, binged the majority of RuPaul's Drag Race, Count Dooku is a shady queen, okay? He is just, like, in a pissing match with everybody. And he's like, oh, I know more about the Force than even you. Dun, dun, dun. And now it just comes across as pathetic he's kind of a sycophant for um the emperor who is not the emperor i guess yet but um he he gets off on being close to power yeah that's his whole deal yeah Yeah. and um the fight is pretty cool but it ends very abruptly um Count Dooku pulls a bitch move and tries to drop a giant something pillar. I don't know what to call it on Obi-Wan. Um, he threatens the friend. Mm-hmm. So the fight has to end. Right. Oh, I like that. I like That's that. nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Yoda does a cool callback move where it's like he's teaching Luke how to move Luke's ship. Yeah. That was fun. I'm okay with that kind of fan service. Because it furthers the plot. Fervors. It fervors the plot. Um, right. And that's that's pretty much the movie. I mean, there's a marriage at the end. Um, yeah, they get married and uh, next movie's coming up. I mean, it, yeah. the, the war is happening. We have clones on the rebel side. We have robots on the empire side and shit's going down. 
And that's it. We have a little moment that I'm I'm really frustrated by. We get like a little hologram of the Death Star. And mm. they're like, we gotta hide these plans. Like Well, we see many Death Stars in this too, which yes. is kind of cool. Yeah, they're like taking off off the ground. Yeah. I would have loved for instead of getting that little peep in a hologram, if like there was some cutscene to Count Dooku running away to go check on how production is going on building the Death Star. That would be way cooler. Yeah, and the Property Brothers are there. The Property Brothers are there. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel is there <laughs> selling crickets. Um, crickets, the gadget. I'm sorry for anybody who's not crafty. I thought you meant the flip phone. Like this crafty queen. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's it. That's the movie. We get a little private wedding and that's it. Yeah, we, uh, we watched... This the second Star Wars movie, guys. We did it. Season of sequels. We finally watched a sequel properly. Uh, we I think we had a bonus episode with a sequel, but we did. We uh, did. We're on it. We're doing some now. Yes. Yeah. We we got them. Uh, actually, I think we yeah we just did one before this. We did uh, Karate Kid, right? We did. Uh, so we're on them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- welcome to the season of sequels. Roll out. Um. Okay. So in this very very long film that we have watched and talked about. Ryan, what is your highlight? I'm glad that it didn't feel like it was as long as it was. I was really, really worried. We made the comment that locking (laughs) in on a Star Wars movie, if it goes wrong, oh boy. Uh, But this, yeah, this actually kept a decent pace for me. I will say uh, highlights... they had some cool sports on in the bar. I thought that was fucking uh, really interesting. I knew you were going to be uh, into that. All That's that stuff so was cool. Um, let's see. Death Sticks? I have a note that says Death Sticks. Um, somebody at the bar is like, he comes up to Obi-Wan and he's like, you want to buy Death Sticks? And then Obi-Wan's oh, the like, you don't want to buy Death Sticks? That's right. Uh, so, so he's telling... <laughs> it's such a stupid moment. It's about cigarettes. Yes. But he manipulates him with the force and sends him home. Yeah, he he, he, Go, says, he says rethink your life. Yeah, exactly. That was so fucked up. <laughs> Why? Why he did just he gave this Obi-Wan. random person an existential crisis? Obi Wan just like like sociopathed his Monday. way to, uh, I guess, a drink. And yeah. you made the point. Do they drink? Do Jedi Do they drink? drink? I don't know. I feel like there's some weird, uh, crazy sub story where there's a brand of Jedi that are monks. And they brew beer. Well, he took a shot of like, uh, what is that? The alien brain hemorrhage. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a Scooby snack. If you've ever had that mixed drink. I have not. It's What's kind of that? green. Scooby snacks. They're really, really good. Yeah, what is um, it? Oh my God. What is in it? Maduri for sure. Vodka of some type. And then I think there's like a, a, the a pinnacle whipped cream. Maybe Weird. to make it kind of taste like a graham cracker. Okay. Um, God, don't quote me on any of that. I haven't bartended in a while. All right. Well, uh, audience, send us the recipe. Please. Look what you made me view at gmail.com. Yeah. Maybe next time we'll be um, drinking some what, snacks. Yeah, of, the, of whatever that is. Yeah. Well, my ultimate highlight is Watto. I loved what Watto the in the first movie. And it was cool as hell okay. to see Watto. He looked better. The uh-huh. CG was a little bit better. He had a beard. He did. Now, Watto 
is a slave owner. <laughs> That's why I'm surprised. It is kind of strange, but he's also adorable. He no, starts he to recognize not. Anakin. No. And, and it's really cool how... It, I thought it was cool. Dog uh, has like a broken tooth. He looks disgusting. His nose oh, is like a floppy dick. Oh, but his voice is also welcoming, oh Katie. God. Come on. It's, yeah, he's a waddle. Hey. That's so gross. Shout oh, out to on, uh, George hey, Lucas hey, talk uh, show. We love you, Connor Ratliff. I'm a big fan of Watto. So much. Um, why? Why him? I don't get it. I just love Watto. Do you somehow have have like some sort of nostalgia for episode one that's the only part dang the way he talked he talked to anakin and uh the way he dealt with anakin uh whatever that dynamic was just really tickled me Hmm, interesting and now i realize they were (laughs) owner and young boy yeah (laughs) it was really fucked up is Watto a property brother is he the third property brother? Oh, I had to kill him because it was taking all of my profits. Hey. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now I just slipped into Fonz. Hey. Hey. Shout out to Fonz. I'm very surprised by this. Uh, please fill me in. What are your lowlights? I will give you one low light, and it is how many motherfucking times can we watch a lightsaber click on the floor? There are about 15 shots of a lightsaber hitting a floor and clicking around in this movie, and it drives me insane. Interesting. Two of those times, the lightsaber gets cut. I identify with this. I've never seen so many destroyed lightsabers. And why do we have that scene so much where the, they lose the lightsaber clicking on the ground? Lose the lightsaber clicking on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's tiring. We the moment has ha- <laughs> how many times can you have this moment in a movie? Uh, three, three. They had it way more than that. Really? I yeah. think it's three. I'm gonna never go back and count, but um, I'm gonna I, assume it's somebody three. give me the count. I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> seven plus. Okay. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, and persons in between, I broke a table last Mother's Day. Um, because I'm a very clumsy person, um, I identify so strongly with this character trait that I kind of really enjoy that Anakin keeps dropping and or losing but his it's not lightsaber. Just Anakin, it's everybody that owns a lightsaber. They're gonna have a scene where it gets dropped, mm-hmm. and the camera cuts to mm-hmm. flopping around, clicking on the floor lightsaber. Well, they had to compete with Harry Potter and his Expelliarmus skills. Expelliarmus. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Drop a gunness. <laughs> uh huh. Wow. Um, what an interesting low light. But yeah. I understand um where you're coming from. All right. Well, let's hit him up with your highlight. Okay. So my highlight is. All right, everybody. I'm happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish. But this video is the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. Have some more chicken, have some more fries It doesn't matter if it's boiled or fried Just eat it, eat it Don't you make me repeat it Have a banana, have a whole Alright, That was the, I believe, 1984 Ooh. Uh, music video by Weird Al Yankovic Yeah Eat it Eat it. Yeah, a popular parody of the Beat It song by Thou Who Shalt Not Be Named. Sure. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, I've seen the music video that this is making fun of. 
Um, so I thought for a second that I was going to have to tell you, I'm sorry, I've already seen this. But then my a, fears yeah. were quelled yeah. because I have never seen this. You've never seen Eat It, but you've seen Beat It. Yes. Very similar. Very. Uh, this is my problem. Um, I, I've seen a few Weird Al music videos. Um, and my problem as a kid was that the music video never matched the words that he was saying. And I was obtuse to the fact that these were not original songs. Oh. Because um, I'm like five or six when I'm watching these, right? Um I don't know. I love rock and roll. I do know I love Rocky Road. Mm -hmm. I am very confused why the music video is not entirely about eating ice cream. Right. Right. Um, really, he's just mocking the original music video. Yeah, and I think um, Michael Jackson um, music videos were huge when yes. I was a kid. Uh, particularly Thriller. Uh, Beat It as well. I mean, anything mm -hmm. that he put out was a huge hit oh, yeah. and I saw at, you know, over and over and over again. Um, he combines a little bit of thriller at the end. He puts a little, you know, the, uh, end of thriller at the end of this. Yeah. Um, the, I, you know, the cat eye thing. It was, I think the first exposure I had to parody. I mean, just something I was super familiar with that somebody messed around with. Mm -hmm. And, it's just so silly and so fun. Him on the bed, him like him recreating all this stuff. I don't know. It just kind of blew my mind as a kid that someone would take the time to do it. Okay, so my first exposure to parody was a Christian rock band who made a song called Play That Christian Music, White Boy. That's not parody. <laughs> In their mind, it's parody. That's um, No, it's not, though. <laughs> this this so, this is brilliant. This is genius. Yeah, this is doing something silly, yeah. not appropriation. The amount of respect that I have for Weird Al, it, it's I I'm so excited for the movie that's coming out with Daniel Radcliffe playing him. Um, yeah, I, I'll support anything Weird Al. The older I get, the more I appreciate that guy. Yes, and I I, I did love his music growing up, I definitely fell out of favor. I mean, by the time he started doing the, uh, um, cause people really love the Coolio parody, the, um, what is it? Been spending most, most of our lives. Amish paradise. Oh um, yeah. I didn't like any of that really. I was kind of done with weird Al, but I listened to a lot of comedy bang, bang shout out to comedy bang, bang, even though I'm at war with Scott Arkerman unofficially. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, he's on there and mm -hmm. rediscovering him through the uh, the lens of that show, mm -hmm. or I guess the, what would that be? The filter of that show? Sure. So, uh, I don't know. And, and I just think about it, because I sing silly songs. I love replacing uh, the words to songs all the time with the silliest and most base of words, like but, as you mentioned. Can concur. Um, yes, you do this all the time. So, for me, it's... I was cracking up the whole time we were watching this uh, for the video, but also the words, you know, yeah. uh, have a banana, have a whole bunch. I don't care what you have for lunch. Just eat it. Yeah. Like, oh, I love Get that. Get yourself an egg and beat it. So I, it That's my really, least favorite line, by the way. That's my favorite. Wow. That's so interesting. Get yourself an egg um, and beat it. Yeah, I've always just So that. White and Nerdy came out when I was Again, a preteen. I kind of appreciate it, but I, I think he so was just- So fucking funny to me. exhausted. Over, yeah, and I, and I think comedy bands are like this, except for Lonely Island. Lonely Island has not, but that's um, not really 
parody. They um, make fun of that is different eras, but it is very different. Yeah, yeah. it is original music. Yes. Damn. Well, I mean, this is very original, but um, the chord structure, the music, and the rhyme scheme are very um, borrowed. Yeah. Well, uh, it is probably my earliest example of parody and solid one. Weird mm-hmm. Al is the king. Yes. Cheers I agree. to Weird Al. Uh, highlight for this? Um, I love the genius of the lyrics. That's kind of a cop out. Um, the unapologetic way that he leans into who he is. Mm-hmm. It's apparent in all of his videos, of course, but no like. Shame. Yeah. He he has no shame, and he has apparently utter confidence in what he's doing. He knows that it's funny. He knows that it's he commits. Good. Yeah. He commits. Yep. Right. Um. That's what I'm applauding here. Yep. I, uh, I that. Full commitment. Word. Yeah. Low light. Um. The ending. Uh, nah, has no place here. I mean, you said it's it, yeah it's the thing it, from Thriller shoehorned. Yes. Yep. It's because he didn't do a Thriller. You know, he had to. Pull that because Do it, it was somewhere. popular. I thought it was more like a hey, um, we've been doing Michael Jackson this whole time, and blah, here's uh in case you didn't get it. I this is the end of Thriller. <laughs> a more noteworthy song in his repertoire. Yeah. Yeah. For you, highlight. Um, I really dug the little details, the little food related details. I mean, the <laughs> one of the um gang member his jacket is just a white jacket you don't realize till the close to the end i think that it's it's got the art from like chinese food boxes on the back oh, uh, so that's that a was, steal dude that i want really a jacket fun. like that yeah very cool good stuff mm-hmm. um and i i love some of the lyrical changes i mean um just he has a lot of fun with this one and it's pretty easy to food related stuff yeah some that it's like have a big dinner have a light snack yeah yeah. It's so good. There's different, so many different ways that can go. And he, he does, uh, he goes uh, pretty hard. I, I like it. Yeah. He, 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 he ties in spam. Good yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> um, low light. I think musically, they are, they're cheap with the oohs, ehs. Like it, they're doing it a lot. Just, mm, they're okay. shoving it in there to make sure you know they you know they're poking fun, um, and apparently MJ liked this stuff. Really? Yeah, he, he was a big fan of it. Oh man! Uh, okay. He had fun with it. He got it, you know. And and you have to get it if you. I don't know that I. You know, now that I think about it, I don't know that I've ever parodied my own song. Meaning, like taking my own song and just fucked around with the words a lot. Um, I can think of sections of songs that you've done that did not make it into the final cut of the song that you make fun of and flip sure, around a lot. Sure, but I mean like after the fact, a song that I've fully produced and it's done and you know, mm-hmm. I guess I do occasionally, but anyway um, yeah, I, I, I think that um, they it's an early Weird Al production, so I, I think he was a little aggressive in trying to make sure he was fitting in all the uh, little MJ-isms and things, right? I I think it's more he looks nothing like Michael Jackson, and he needed to make sure even the 
most obtuse person in his audience knows what he's doing. Well, that's the fun part is looking at him. I was talking more about the song, but um, mm, I think okay. the video itself does a, a really good job. I mean, they have almost the exact location. This bar looks exactly <laughs> like the one that they yeah. had for the real video. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I can't really, co- I, I can't complain about the video much. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for watching uh, this Weird Al video. I don't know that I'll, uh, I'll be bringing another one. This Aww. one's kind of the the ultimate Weird Al video. Um, and well, yeah, props to him, man. Cool. It's been a pleasure. Long live the weirdest of Al. Yeah. Please enjoy this brief commercial break before we return to Star Wars Episode 2. Hot dog. Drug. My highlight is the vehicles. The vehicles, the vehicles. The vehicles. Are so freaking cool, man. Like, I don't know who they got to design these ships, but A plus, good job. Like, right on, sir. This is what I am looking for. I thought they were kind of weak. I mean, not... that is all of them, but baloney. many of them. Sir, okay, so all of the, um, I don't know what to call them, speeders, all of the cruisers in the chase scene at the beginning of the movie, very, very cool. The Lego sets for this, totally bomb, super awesome. Why did every, um, so many things have to have legs? The big silver vibrator that, oh, that Padme flies awesome. around in, yes. dope. Speaking of vibrators. Uh-huh, yeah. Aren't? Isn't that what a lightsaber is? It just. I'm sure there are lightsaber vibrators out there. Like this exists. Yeah. Oh. Do I want it? No. Yeah. Am I okay with it existing? Totally. But it would light up too. It'd be kind of cool. Don't shame a kink. No, but I think. (laughs) Okay. If I was. If it lights up, like that's. If I was a vibrator person. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a light one. Yeah. You know me, I like air, anything with lights on it. Lights are cool. Yeah. Uh, dude, more lights on vibrators. Yeah, go ahead. Right? As That's, long as it's safe. Yes, of course. Um, but yes, <laughs> more more lights on vibrators. Why not? Um, make a glow in the dark one. That would be very fun. Um, I mean, there's also the, have you seen the Chappelle bit? No, probably Maybe not. Maybe a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? We'll have to watch that. I'll show you that later. Okay, okay. Anybody in the audience that knows that is probably laughing now. Well, but, good. Okay. Um, yeah, the ships in general, very, very, very cool. I like the ship that Obi-Wan is flying around. That was also a set my little sister had. Um, very, very fun. Broke immediately. Um, in the big fight scene, there are these... Um, robot machine things that have these giant fucking wheels and then like a tiny craft in the middle yep we also had that lego set this thing is totally fucking cool ineffective though no 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 because just shoot the wheel okay you can roll these things down the stairs and it's the funnest fucking thing ever yeah but in a war event oh very these things are ineffective yeah they don't work very dumb so many things that they had just yeah. seemed nonsensical they when it comes have, to fighting. Yeah, they have like a spider mosquito thing, robot attack thing. I, it seems very impractical and is thing. all about appearances. The tiny motorcycle thing that Count Dooku flies around in. Oh, that was weird when they cut to him and he's just chilling. <laughs> he's chilling. Like on his floating mini bike. I want one. 
Yeah, that was cool. Very, very cool. I would also take the little speeder thing that Anakin drives around on the desert planet. I'm all for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Very cool. Um, Yeah, ships in general. um, I'm big into the design. I am big into the colors. Um, I am pretty sure that was my favorite part as a kid, too. So... And that was my favorite part of the first one, not so much this one. See, I like the ships better in this one than in the first. Yeah, I think no, they lack in the first but one. But it's still, man, I'm telling you, this this does not hold up uh, I am, Yeah, I'm speaking specifically on design. I'm not talking about how bad the you. graphics yeah. look now. Um, All right, what is your low light? <laughs> I have a couple. Oh, boy. Um, I have a couple that I'm really not on board with. Um, Jedi X-ray vision is creepy. It's creepy when Spider-Man does it. Or not Spider-Man. You keep me. referring to it as vision. He didn't say he could he, see. He can sense whatever is going on in that room. But really, it just means he's He knows that they're fucking. Yeah, exactly. I can hear a TV coming down the hallway. Doug, plugged it's in or not. creepy when Spider-Man <laughs> does it. Not Spider-Man. I keep saying Spider-Man. Superman. It's creepy when Superman does it. It's creepy when Jedi's do it. I I'm not on board with that concept. Did you hear what I just said? At all. What are you What are you saying to I me? I can hear a TV coming down the hallway, plugged in or not. <laughs> <laughs> you walked right past it. I'm too pissed off with the creepiness of this. But Jedi. I'm dead serious. Like he's so scary. I can't. Okay, and then my uh, ultimate low light just. In general, for this whole entire um, trilogy, the script is so god awful. I mean, it's, it's shallow. Horrible. Like, okay, um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson shows up and he's like, "The party's over." Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Um, we have this bit where C three PO his head is on the wrong body. Mm-hmm. Um, so R two is like pulling his head off, and he's. He, oh God, he says something really punny. And then um, his head is next to his regular body. And he's like, oh, I'm just beside myself. Like, eh, fuck off with this line. Something cracked me up. I I can't remember what it was, man. I should have made a note, but. You can tell when I've had like one too many beers while watching a movie. (laughs) I just say fuck this to everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm mad at the script. Um, I also wrote vagina a couple times in my notes. Um, the design of that one world was just grody everywhere. The vagina balcony that Count Dooku is standing on while he's waiting for uh, the senator and the Jedi's to and die. That is not metaphor in any way. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is 100% not. The balcony just looks like it has a bunch of vaginas on it. Yeah. Also, same um, fight sequence, uh, Natalie Portman. The jumped. glad he ate her sequence. Oh, gross. <laughs> they did it. I didn't do this. <laughs> they did. They did it all. Um, Natalie Portman jumps from a tower onto the rhinoceros beast. Oh, that part. The, this, the animation, the CG is so bad, man. Just... Ow. It looks really, really terrible when she's riding that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I've got qualms. Yeah. Um, but script takes the cake. It. I just pictured George Lucas in his long johns in his basement writing these love scenes, and I cringe. Um, no disrespect to George Lucas. He gave us something absolutely brilliant and original, and that is a rare gift. Um. 
consulting someone on the script would have been a good idea. So there you go. Yeah, I'm sure he did, but who cares? Here we are. That's our that's our highlights and our lowlights. So I get to ask the fun question, Ryan. Uh, in this very famous movie, would you continue to make this bitch famous, or would you run away? Yeah, I, I ran away the <laughs> day it came out. Did not see. I feel like I was dragged back toward it. That toward is, it. Th- that's the point of the podcast. Mm-hmm. This movie is very much like Watto. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Enlighten It's me. enjoyable enough. But ultimately, you are oppressed by this movie. <laughs> okay. So no, I'm going to I'm I'm going to run away as fast as I can. I love it. I love it. Um have you learned anything in particular about me because you've seen this movie and and we've talked about it? Well, I no no no. I I, don't, I can't say I've learned a damn thing. Okay. Uh, I I will say that I've learned that it wasn't as bad as I expected. Good. As much as I say I would run away and wouldn't watch this, I was pleasantly surprised. Good. This was not that bad. Uh, actually better than the first one <laughs> in yes. many, many ways. The, it started off and I thought I was going to start napping. And then it just, it got interesting. Mm-hmm. It really was kind of fun to watch. And uh, it had enough of the fun stuff, the Yoda fight, Um some of the ships, like you mentioned, um, some silly stuff. Enough here and there, it paced it itself well to keep me involved. And yeah. I even said it didn't feel like the full, uh, you know, 220 or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, pleasantly surprised there. Do I want to enter this arena again? <laughs> no, I do not, because it's full of inconsistently animated individuals. And wow. monsters. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. Um. I. I. I would watch it again. I know yeah. I would. Um. I will at some point. You know, when our kid wants to. I wouldn't be afraid of seeing it again. Like okay. if we were doing a run of the movies. Right. Uh, I would be more cringy over the first one versus this. I'd be. Oh, Happier yeah. to watch this one, and I think you and McGregor just makes the difference. Ultimately. He is so incredibly lovely, but I have a difficult time um, rationalizing how this is the same actor who does Chain Spotting. Yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, uh, Portly Natman mm-hmm. is also awesome and easier to digest in this movie because she's not against a child yes in the first one it's her and a child this is the one movie where and i can't say you know, they the don't, guy acts like a child yeah i can't say that they don't do her dirty in this film they really do but in the third in episode three um she literally has a cold in the middle of filming and and they choose to film anyway and she just sounds so congested and sick mm-hmm. um and they were like, no, we're not going to reshoot this. she's sick of Anakin shit. She's so sick of it. <laughs> she says, no more Jedis for me. None. Um, yeah, well, I'm sorry that you didn't really learn anything from me. I have a question so I can learn something about you, though, um, very quickly. What would your lightsaber color be? Oh, that's fun. Orange. Orange. I like it. I like it. Um, that makes sense. 
Orange. Uh, I would say yellow, but I like orange way better. That'd be cool. A yellow light. Black would be neat. Strange. But how is it black if it's a light? Is it a black I light? Know. I know. Does it just illuminate disgusting stuff? It on... would look like, uh, like Aku sword. Oh. Just be like. I like that. Black liquid. Why wasn't that um, Adam Driver's lightsaber? Black. Come on, man. Make it black. I know. Give me this, Star Wars nerds. Give me a black lightsaber. Well, it's purple. Hmm. The Mace Windu saber. Yeah, I guess kind of. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. It's as close as we're gonna get. Um, cool. I hope we have addressed the film. Because black lights are purple. So black lightsaber. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, they <laughs> are. So then, does okay? Then does Samuel L. Jackson's lightsaber double as a? Uh, black light so he can tell if the seat he is about to sit on if it's clean or not because i bet that, he does break it out at hotel rooms yeah. that would be nice do Whoa. jedi stay in hotel rooms i don't i i'm having trouble picturing that yeah i'm course. having trouble picturing them in a reasonable universe that fits with um any semblance of reality uh mace windu stays at the double tree <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he can stay at the Motel 8 with his black light. The as Motel? Long as the Motel 8 with his black light because he'll know no. where not to sleep. He's going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to have a The whole him. room will glow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I feel like we're done here. I have one final question for you, Ryan. Sure. What are we watching next? What are we watching next? All right. We are going to the 1986 Corey Haim starring film. Oh, God. In honor of Star Wars, written, produced, directed by George Lucas. We are watching Lucas. What the fuck is that? That's right. You have no idea what Lucas is, but we're going to watch Lucas. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Lucas also has Charlie Sheen in it. Oh, fun. Okay. Uh, But yeah, we're going to 1986, March 28, 1986. Uh, this was a movie I watched a lot of. So help me if this movie is anything like The Wraith. I'm just predicting pred- predicting now it's going to be a lot like The Wraith. Okay. Well, that's your assumption. It is. And I and I will uh, I look forward to seeing <laughs> your reaction to whether it is or is not. I mean, I was right me. about Iron Eagle, so I feel like I'm right here. You know, speaking of Iron Eagle, we have done uh, a bonus episode for Top Gun um, since then. We did. I'm not going to get into it. I want to get into it. No. It's just, (laughs) I guess everybody was going to do a Top Gun thing, right? Yeah. A lot of podcasts are are doing a special episode for the new Top Gun movie coming out. Yeah. Um, We're really excited. As of recording this, we have not yet seen... The new Top Gun movie. But you will have heard the bonus episode in which we have. Mm-hmm. So. By now. How well, confusing is that? <clears throat> Very. <laughs> well, um, I look forward to either being proven wrong or succeeding in predicting yet another film um, on our next episode. Ryan, thank Either you. Either way, you're getting lucas you I'm Lucas to me. Lucas. I'm going to Lucas you. Okay, deal. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, Lucas, what you made me be. <laughs> okay. Uh, this this has been way funner than I thought it was going to be. I'm I'm pretty happy with. Um, me too. I, I yeah. was really surprised. Uh, I enjoyed this. It was not. Um, 
it, it was not hard to get through it all. Good, good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if you uh, know of a crazy Jedi who happens to have a black lightsaber, please send us too many emails about it. You can send those emails to lookwhatyoumademeview at gmail.com. And if you feel like it, you can also send us too many DMs on Instagram because we're lookwhatyoumademeview on Instagram. Yep. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Ryan, for watching this two-hour movie with me. Uh, until next time, bye-bye. Bye! Mm-hmm. Boing, boing.